<laughs> oh my god how are you what's right so funny <laughs> right before we went live <clears throat> by the way i barely made it in here you guys um hello happy friday this is my first time doing crowdcast on my new laptop and it really did not want to let me in <laughs> yeah but why were you laughing what was the laughing part so then you just tell me, okay, okay, are you ready? I get in like with seconds to spare. And you said, you're really going to like this song. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm here. What do you think of that song? It's That's all you have to say. I got it. I got it. So I just have to share. So first of all, happy Friday, everyone. March 10th, uh, Meetup 147. Thank you all for being here. Hi, Christina. So good to see you. Um Wow, 3,072 people. Very cool. I had to start with that song, Jess, because I gave a speech this week, which we'll talk about a little bit later, in San Francisco. And the person introduced me, and that was the music that started playing. What? And I was like, bring in sexy back. Like, are you talking about me? Um, <laughs> like, that was the music that they chose to start playing this <laughs> and I was like, that is a really interesting choice of walk-up music. Well, uh, considering where you were keynoting and the fact that they brought you, I would say that's a very fitting song. Yeah, so it got me thinking. <laughs> so it got me thinking. It got me thinking, like, if everyone here had to pick a walk-up song, Ooh, yeah. What yeah. would it be? You know, like if you had to pick your walk-up song, where if you were going to get on stage or whatever it is, what would it be? And I want you to just put it in the chat as we're getting started here. Because I think it's like a really interesting question. Mine would not be that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Leo said, enter Sandman. You see, which we've done. Uh, Jess, you like that one. Yeah. Holiday by Weezer. It's a beautiful day. Gangster's Paradise. See, I, I think it's a really interesting girl on fire. Like, you know, when you're trying to like, I got knocked down by I don't, I, but I get up again. Thunderstruck. See, I think it's like a really interesting, for those about to rock. I just think it's like a really interesting question. Like a, like, whether it be like a dating question or a bar question or Whatever it is, you know, like what's your walk-up music that gets you going? See, Jessica said, "Tough question." Money, Floyd. <clears throat> so yeah. Anyway, cool. Maureen, that's is that a song? No clue. Yeah. Think about it, because it's a really. I think it's a. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on my drums all day. I like that one, Bryce. Very good. <laughs> uh, all I want to do. Cool. So, I bet if you had to match the walk-up songs with the people, and if some of these people, Ooh. like, it would be really interesting to try to guess what they are, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's why it's so fun asking guests to pick their own walk-on music, because it's usually surprising. <laughs> it's good to be a gangsta. <laughs> See, I would have never guessed Steve Jewell would have said it's good to be a gangsta, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Oh, special by Lizzo. I, like I love that. it. Um, yeah, this we could create the playlist of all these walk-up songs, right? Mm -hmm. And then send it out to everyone, um, which is fascinating. 
So um, happy Friday. Thank you guys so much for um, being here once again. Um, really, really excited about uh, today. And Jess, why am I excited about today? You already know, but maybe you won't remember. Wait, what? Um, today, today, March 10th. Why are you excited about today? You seriously don't remember. Oh God. Um, Friday, March 10th. It's not your birthday yet. That's in two weeks. Two weeks from today. Yes. But that's not why I'm excited today. I don't remember. We broke 3000. That's yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. not why I'm excited. Okay. Tell me. Cause we have no guest. <gasps> I know. I know. Yeah, it's I know. just, it's just us. It's just the community. Yes. So it's really, really cool. And Jess, we are going to do the playlist jessica so just yeah we will definitely do that now that uh now that we have all these but yeah it's just us and it's just the community which i'm like cool because i'm always i wish we could spend more time talking about how people are feeling how they're doing what's on their mind and things like that and then we're always like there's always someone in the back room that i'm always like i gotta bring them out we gotta bring them out but now we can just like i'm so excited that uh yeah. I, mean, I know that everyone was trying to get us guests this week i'm like please no guests please no guests um, but yes, we have. Yes, we have us. to reserve space every so often to be together and have totally organic conversation. Not that it's not always organic, but I love this. And for all of y'all that have to do your hair or have to put on lipstick before you come on camera, it, we are going to ask for some people to come on camera. Yes, it was three years ago today. Everyone yeah. was sent home from their offices, which is interesting, Bob. I saw that last night. Um, but would love to get some people on camera today with us. So please, uh, whatever you have to do to yourself to get on camera, um, if you want to, that would be great as well. Um, but I'll like, as always now of work, um, I always share this because we have new people. We started this community three, a little over three years ago, actually right about three years ago. Exactly. Oh yeah. It's kind of maybe, our three year anniversary. Yeah, it is. Maybe I think next week we should have a party. Let's. Next, next Friday. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, next Friday we're going to have a party. Three Our three-year birthday party. Got I it? I love it. Yes. Okay, cool. Should we have a costume party? Should we have a cake? Should we have champagne? Should we send everyone in the community like a bottle of Dom? I think so. I, they would say yes. I'm looking to see who our guest is so we can prepare them. <laughs> what should the theme of our party be? Mm. Three. What's Three. It's my favorite number, so that's... It is? Yes. Oh, wow. And it's St. Patrick's Day. Thank Holy you, Holy moly. That Green is a beer. Party. Green beer? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Let's do it. Let's let's go to Excelsior Brewery and drink green beer and have a three-year-old party. Oh, yes. I bet we could get Patrick Foss to host us. Yeah, of course we could. Okay. Next Friday. It's on. Thing. I love anniversary. it. And we could actually invite our Minneapolis friends to show up. I love it. Okay. I'm, I know I'm always coming in by the skin of my teeth. Next week, I'm really going to be coming in by the skin of my teeth, hot off a plane. But we from can ADP. From ADP's Meeting of the Minds. Yeah. That, I always think that name's funny, don't you? Meeting of the Minds. <laughs> yes. I feel like we all should just come in with like big heads and make our yes. minds meet. Oh, we could get the ABBA band there. Ah, yes. Is it ABBA or ABBA? I, I think ABBA. 
but yeah. ABBA you hear a lot. Okay. This is already way too off topic for what we're trying to talk about today, Yay! even though it's just us, <laughs> but yes, we're going to do, uh, we're going to definitely do that next week. So now we've got some planning to do. Yes. Um, and we have to do it somewhere I can get to from the airport <laughs> with a lead yeah, foot. We'll yeah. figure it out. Okay. Um, so uh, we always start, like I said, three years. Um, we always start with the really important question, which is, I think, the most important we question we can ask, which is, how are you? Um, you know, how are you? And we always ask you to answer with three responses, green, yellow, red. Not everyone always answers with those three. Everyone else does other stuff like greenish, yellowish, reddish, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Steve Jewell, if there's still ice on that lake in April, I'm going to go freaking crazy, just for the record. Oh, my God. I'm so tired. I'm so sick of winter. But uh, anyway, uh, are you green? Are you yellow? Are you red today? So the two things are, A, type in the chat how you are, green, yellow, and red. And then, oh, John. I saw that, John. John, it is sad, but, you know, sometimes we have to get... Sometimes the reduction of one is the addition of multiple. So <laughs> we brought sexy back. Uh, yes, Adam Thielen's gone. Most yeah. people don't even know who that is probably, but yes, Adam Thielen's gone. Uh, yellow, green, purple, green, green. Uh, everyone's looking pretty good, aren't they? Yellow. Oh, Jessica, not far off red. Um, Jessica, if you want to come on live and talk about it, love to have you on. But um and then at the same time, for those of you that are new, um, please feel free to put your LinkedIn address here. For those of you that um, weren't on last week, I kind of teased about a new community that's uh, being built as part of our new home uh, at Mercer LeapGen, uh, which will be great because then we, well, we'll still be able to use LinkedIn, but we'll be able to also have our own ongoing 24-7 community versus just the live uh, live show on Friday. But um, anyway, uh Thank you. It looks like most people are green, a little yellow. Yeah, but, some spottiness. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, like, I, you know, this week I was in uh, San Francisco and, oh, I have to tell you a story, by the way, um, uh, which I'll tell you in a second. But I was in San Francisco and Salt Lake City and it was snowy and cloudy and rainy in both places. Oh, so, really? You like, I need some, I, I kind of need some sun, like, not just for my skin, but just for my mental state. For those of you who are like spots of yellow or red, <clears throat> how about if I tell you an embarrassing story? It could have been worse, Jason, honestly. But let's see if I can make you green. Have you ever texted the wrong person? <laughs> oh Last night, I sent Jason a bunch of hearts. <laughs> Uh, can I can I can, can, greener can I, right now at my expense? Can I just show it? Yeah. Can I just show it? Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't even understand what it means, and I don't really want to know. And it, when I came across, I was kind of like, I'm not going to even pay any attention. But so this, <laughs> there it is. I'm behind you with hearts, and then <laughs> shit, wrong person. And then doing a, going to Bailey's concert right now. But the I'm behind you with hearts part, I was like, and that's all I got. I was like, I'm behind you with hearts. You're like, okay. <laughs> okay. 
hang on now. No, no, we don't need to go into all the detail. Like it's cool. Your pin, this your pin than my phone, Jason. Your okay. pin is right above Bailey's. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Who required her favorite jeans before the concert last night. Oh, so that's the I'm behind you with the heart. Yeah, pulling into the parking lot with her jeans. Um, <clears throat> see, it could have been worse texting the wrong. I bet people could beat my story texting a bunch of. Oh, yeah, hearts look at Steve Jewell. He went, Steve Jewell, of course, went, <laughs> went right was, to texting. Um, yes, or been on mute when you thought, yeah, see, people have all kinds of stories. Mine could have been worse. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stories like that, but it was fascinating to get the text. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that was Jason. Yeah. So my funny story real quick is I was in San yeah. Francisco and uh, a couple people in uh, on this call know this is that I was actually in San Francisco and I was doing a call like this and I was so focused on the call that I wasn't paying attention to what was behind me. And behind me was a guy with a beer bottle ready to hit me over the head. What? And one of our people within our company said, Jason, <laughs> behind you. And I turned around and there was unfortunately, sadly, a homeless guy with a beer bottle that was about to like, he was holding it over my head uh, and like scared me to death. Um, so, wow. so sometimes you get so focused on what you're doing. You don't even pay what's, uh, pay attention to what's over you. But yeah, that was downtown San Francisco this week. We had very different weeks. We definitely did. <laughs> Our fifth yeah. grade concert was amazing. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did. So, um, I have one thing I want to start with by start talking about, which I think is interesting is I did a keynote at a, a conference this week in San Francisco called Sherm Tech. What? Yeah, did you know? Did you like the pause for effect? Sherm yes. Tech. Thus the walk-on music. Thus the bringing sexy back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and, and I was like, it was so fascinating to me because there were so many, there were about 400, 450 HR people in the room, none of which had HR tech titles, but all of them were dying. And by the way, there were a bunch of vendors there. So I'm not necessarily a fan of that, but all cool. But they were all dying to figure out how do they get involved in HR tech, get involved in the digital space. And I mm -hmm. loved it. Like there was a time, and I'm old, but there was a time where HR people used to run away from technology. And you know, I asked a bunch of people, like I made them all stand up. You've seen me do this where I say, hey, at the count of three, say data is sexy. And they all said data is sexy. Like they they were all really jazzed by it. And I was like, wow, HR and the concept of like getting rid of quote unquote technology to the point of actually wanting. Okay, Leo, I have to stop. I did this to Jess earlier and I'm going to say it again. Um, right, Jess? Mm -hmm. like, there's a bunch of things we might not like about Sherm. But one of the things that's really, really important to you guys is to that we think about, like, this is still the biggest group of HR, uh, the biggest association. And there are a lot of people in that group that want to do good work. Yeah. So, you know, there's a bunch of business partners. There's a bunch of people that have grown up in HR. So there's a bunch of reasons why we might not like Sherm for different reasons but at the same time we can't say just because we don't like sherm doesn't mean we don't like all those people because it's going to take all of us to continue to change the industry so 
Leo, I've dealt with people all week today saying Sherm Yuck to me, which clearly there's a branding effort that needs to go on around that. But I do believe these are still very important humans in our world to create the now of work. Maybe the association isn't positioned the way we want it to be yet, but I still think there's lots of ways. Jess? <laughs> yes. I'd love to get my hands on on that association and help them. But it's a testament to the fact that HR is fast evolving and some of us fall behind, even the credentialing bodies in our industry. Um, and, and we all can change that. If you're in the industry right now, it's up to us to change that. The space is innovating faster than the bits and pieces that make it up. Uh, and so Sherm's brand pro image problems, some of their messaging, like, then let's change it. We're, we're paying members of that association. Yes. From within. Yes. Uh, yes. That is, <laughs> yes. That's a story for another day. Yeah. And yeah. And Tilly, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I know some awesome Sherm members. I know some awesome Sherm members. There, there were 400 people that were awesome Sherm members who all yeah. together can change the space. So we all have our beliefs about the organization and things like that, but don't let us cloud the fact that we need these people, you know, on our side and we need business partners to understand what we're trying to do from a digital standpoint. And we need CHROs to understand what it is we're trying to do, you know, from a helping them think different about the space. And every, to me, I don't really care. You could ask me to speak anywhere in the world. If there were HR people there, I would still do it yes. because it, it takes everyone. Yeah. Agree. And I love that they hosted a tech-focused forum. Yeah, so, so for the, yeah, thank you, Jess, for getting me back on track. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, I've been speaking at Sherm Tech India um, for the last four years. Uh, and there have been over three or 4,000 people at those conferences. Um, and this is the first Sherm Tech in the U.S., so, and I don't know if anyone has been there. I invited a bunch, I invited people from Sherm Tech to this community. I don't know if anyone's here that's new. I should have asked. Uh, but if anyone's new here that happened to be at Sherm Tech, let us know. Because once again, I want to make sure that this is this comes off. It's really, really important to me. It's not about the association itself or the, it, it's about the concept that we all need to work going forward, you know, to make the space better. So that was the most exciting part of my week this week by far was to work with a bunch of people like that. And the questions afterwards, the number of LinkedIn requests, the number of people said, hey, we need to take this message back to our company. That's really, really, oh, Christina. Yes. Christina, I hope was hope my session was helpful. Um, I'm so glad you're part of this and I'm so glad you followed up and actually joined, but uh, I really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, and did he nail his keynote, Christina? <laughs> yeah, well, she can vouch for the sexy back thing, too. So um, thank God someone else can. So I didn't just make that up. Um, but Jess, how about you? What about you? One thing this week. One thing. One you only thing. Get one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I only get one. Um, so it's Women's History Month, which is amazing. Uh, and it was international. Talk about your LinkedIn post, too. I know. I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, it was International Women's Day. I guess now we're kind of just calling it Women's Day. Uh, it's always on March 8th. Um, last year on, on International Women's Day, I took my three girls, my three daughters, to Dua Lipa. 
that's how we celebrated International Women's Day. Um, so this year, I, okay, so I've torn, I've mixed feelings about International Women's Day. And if anyone wants to read about them, they can go to Jess Von Bank on LinkedIn because oh. she did a brilliant write-up, I think. And I, I never, ever profess to speak on behalf of all women. I'm just a woman's voice who has a particular perspective. But I can say with some confidence, I don't know that many women who actually love celebrating International Women's Day. The fact that it's needed and necessary and the and, and it's like every time it comes around, it's sort of like, what what do we have to celebrate? There's still a pay gap. It's worse if you're a woman of color. There's still t terrible crimes and issues for women around the world. There's still 15% of CEOs are women. Like, uh, what do you want me to rah-rah about? There's still so much work to do. But I do think if we have to have a social media holiday, um, I Whoa. guess- Whoa, <laughs> is that what you just called it? A social media <clears throat> holiday? Of course, it's a PR opportunity for everybody to profess their their employee resource groups and the work and commitments they're doing. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the work and commitments that people are making and doing. Um, it's unfortunate that these things are you know PR opportunities too often. Show me the work. Show me the proof of progress show me the advancements we've made. It's not good enough. None of it's good enough. None of it happens fast enough, but I'm not, I'm actually quite optimistic by nature. And so I'm very optimistic about the journeys we're all on to do better. But I have to admit every, every time it rolls around, I'm like, ugh, ugh. like most women probably feel that way. Um, not to speak for most women, but <clears throat> I, the post hit a nerve because I was sort of tired of celebrating something that doesn't feel all that celebratory yet. But if we can all continue to get a little frustrated, maybe that'll fuel us to do a little bit more work. Yeah. And, and, I, and just so you know, I mean, you saw some of the posts that I did. <clears throat> and, you know, I, it's really I always I have a hard time putting myself. This is going to sound goofy. I have a hard time putting myself in the shoes of a woman at times but just if i could like for me even as a man i didn't know what to say like happy women's day yeah. like it sounds weird like it was really weird like you saw the post i did about we still have a lot of work to do you know driving inclusivity and things like that but even after i posted it, i was like this is how i feel every day like, yeah I, I hope it's not just a once a year thing right um so, but did you, but you're right about the social media because there was every form of graphic created in the world about, about International Women's Day. Yeah. I just out of curiosity, as a woman in the chat, how does it make you feel? Like, is there an, and by the way, is there an International Man's Day? Not that there should be, but how does it make you feel to have International Women's Day? Because for me, I would feel weird. Right. How does it make you feel? It calls out the fact that it's needed, you know, just like there's placated. Black... Interesting. Yes, placated. Great word. 
I mean, I, I, and I don't, I don't want to take anything away from the fact that we have Women's History Month. That's incredible. We have Black History Month. We yep. have Pride Month. We have all of these things. We have all of these things to call out the fact that it's not mainstream. You don't need it if it, there's no Men's History Month because that's the only history we know. That is mainstream. So we have to call out things that are not to drive awareness and conversation. That's what I'm saying. They're kind of like reminders, but they shouldn't be, right? Because right. they should always be there. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'll never, I suppose when equal pay day comes around, by the way, if you don't know what equal pay day is, go Google it, please. That's the day to which a woman woman of color, woman, any underrepresented category needs to work to, to earn the same amount of money a white man did the year before. That's depressing. Like that is demoralizing. And I'll never miss an opportunity to sort of call it out. But do I love, is, does it feel like a celebratory day? No, it feels like a day to call out um, progress, proof, progress, proof, progress, please. Yeah, I completely agree. Thank you for Thank you for sharing that. And I love the fact, once again, if you haven't read Jess's LinkedIn, please, uh, please take a look at it. Um, and, you know, Jess, just like you, just like I asked you on Fridays, one thing about your week and you yeah. ask me one thing about, or sometimes you don't ask, I just tell you. because I. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I, I'd love to hear something else from others. Uh, oh, here's Christina. I want to hear it. We use yeah. the celebration to do a collaborative beer with Pink Boot Society which is an organization for women in the brewing industry and have a huge release and celebration of the beer called Well Actually. And so it's a fun day with our beer oh professional system. Christina, will you come on and tell us about this? This is too good, if you're willing. <laughs> if you're willing. It's, it's, it's Christina's first time on your here. first time? You went I don't to know if she wants to come on live or not, but uh, that's you a great. Give us a little indicator if you want to chat with us. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, that's a great. That's a great story. I love that. I love the fact that they're doing that. Um, so Steve, Steve just put another interesting thought and topic that we should talk about. So three hundred eleven thousand new jobs in February. Like yeah. we saw that report just come out this morning. Um, recessions and layoffs. Um, you guys, I you know, well actually, I mean. <laughs> Once again, Christina, you have to realize, you know, I don't have, I didn't do my hair or makeup either. And I'm on video. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, answer questions. Ask Christina questions if you have them. Um, we'll get her on. Oh, look at how Sally acknowledges Women's Day, highlighting women's history. Give history tours at a cemetery here, wherever you are, where Susan B. Anthony and Frederick Douglass are buried. I think that, but I think the day feels weird. Yeah appreciate yeah it's a great day to appreciate women who who are I, I always like <laughs> I always say I'm I'm built by a lot of women before me a lot of inputs and influences and the things that I learned about the world I was coming up in uh, the the expression it takes a village that's how I feel about raising girls about becoming a woman I feel like you're we build each other. Hopefully, uh, we don't tear each other down or or diminish you know the work that we're all doing. Um, but yes, I love that. I love that idea of using it to acknowledge others. Thanks for being here, Steve. Okay, I'm sorry, I deflected. Well, I, I I have an interesting question, and I don't know. I um, 
that I'm curious about because it, it comes up a lot. How much how how often do you guys look at the stock market and tie it to an indication of how you feel about life and work? Mm. Um, I, I just think it's really interesting because you know how people say don't look at your 401k balance and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and, you know, Steve mentioned the jobs report and recessions and rising interest rates and things like that. You know, but if you take a look at the, Laurie said rarely, I mean, if you take a look at the stock market this week, you know, as of this second, for the la- for this week, the stock market is down 1,562 points, which is a 4.67% drop. You know, and I, uh, it's really interesting. Rarely, never, never. Absolutely never, never. And by the way, just on top of that, Marissa said often, which is really, that's why I asked the question once in a while, never. On top of that, one of the biggest venture capital banks in the United States failed today. Silicon Valley Bank failed. Basically, it was taken over by the federal government because it failed. So when you think about that, and you're just like, what does that do? Like, what does it do to psyche of employers? What does it do to employees? What does it do to applicants? <laughs> or does it not? Have, it may not have any impact, which is cool. Also, sometimes the things that we all pay attention to, or I pay attention to, maybe don't even matter to people. Um, and once again, I don't want to talk about your own individual funding, like your own balances. But just as what does it does it put Kim said often like does it put you in a mood about what you feel like you can or can't do at work? Jess, what about you? And by the way, if anyone wants to come on live to talk about this, I would love it because yeah, I, this what, the reason I love having no guests on shows is because it, I get to like be right. curious with people. It's like sitting at the bar with someone for an hour and just being curious, but. Like, just does it do anything to you or do you not pay attention to it? So I spent the morning reading about uh, Salesforce and Salesforce's strategy to be the new Oracle. Mm-hmm. And by that. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not, right? Good or bad? Like, what does that mean? They're There's following ads. the same playbook to do more with less, to cut spending and costs. Okay. And to put profit before people. They said that? Not in so many words. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, I mean, everybody, so who's watching the stock market every day? A whole lot of shareholders. Yep. Uh, and it's affecting decisions that affect the stuff we do and talk about. And it makes me wonder how much the employee experience conversation is going to change to a workforce effectiveness, workforce efficiency, uh, engagement, productivity. I, I, I just wonder how the pendulum is going to swing um, because some of these are not just trends. They're not just weekly headlines. They're really becoming more macro. They're compounding a little bit. I yep. feel like we're swinging into a little bit of a new era. <laughs> uh, I don't know that we're all going to love it, um, but it doesn't. It, do, it does shape how you think about the stuff we do and how we address workforce. Yeah, no, and I think that's, I mean, I think that's why you call this a recessionary mood. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, I think I've said this before. I'm not, I probably am never going to say we're in a recession, but I'm going to say we've been in a recessionary mood for 18 months. 
uh, if not longer. And I think what it does is it requires every single organization in the world to say, how can we do more with less? A, B, ask you the making you ask the question, what do we want to be great at versus what kind of doesn't matter, you know, in order for us to truly drive employee experience and that whole employee value proposition at a time when the unemployment rate is lower than it's ever been in our history. Yeah. I mean, anyone, I mean, this is, this is what blow. Sorry, Jess, I don't want to get on a rant. This is what blows me away when people say HR transformation, we don't have the budget for, or we're not doing yeah. it. Cause I just don't get it. Like, I honestly don't like, how can you possibly not do HR transformation right now? Not massive spend necessarily, but how can you not think about changing HR in a world where we're trying to be all of a sudden be more efficient. Our employees are on the edge, stock markets down X, you know, like, I don't know how you cannot, but there's still a lot of companies that aren't. And the, Yes, tr transformation regardless, the measures of success, what you call a good outcome, what, what you're trying to drive for the business may change, but in any case, it's absolutely necessary. If you're trying to impact workforce experience, if you're trying to become an employer of choice, if you're trying to improve employee well-being, or if you're trying to make shareholders happy or get more cost effective, like in any of those cases, you like there really is no... Uh, other way anymore. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I like about, um, you know, our new parent company and one of their branding components that uh, Martine Ferland, their CEO, uses quite a bit, you know, and if you haven't seen Martine speak, she's she's amazing, um, is the concept of balancing empathy and economics. Mm -hmm. Like, I really like that um, because it takes into account both sides. Of, of what we're trying to do. We're trying to keep people at the core, which is so, so important. Yet, yet I can't forget about the fact that there's business, the, the, the goal of business or the goal of organizations is to serve their shareholders. So how do you balance that? That's a, I think that's a really interesting way to position it. I'm not sure what your thoughts are, but. Well, and I, so this is gonna be tempting to. Oh, Lori, I love that, by the way. Oh, that is, yes, that's perfect. Um, I feel like we're going to have to beat an old drum again. If, if you know, in this recessionary mood or this drive toward, you know, being leaner, more efficient, cost-effective organizations, that's all fine and good. There's nothing wrong with being efficient as an organization. But I think we're going to have to beat an old drum again to remind people that you can take care of people and still be a profitable business. You can put people at the heart of your organization uh, without being a, a nonprofit. This is not a philanthropic effort. You can be highly, look at, we've talked about her before. Look at Lindsay at 321 Coffee on a very, 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 very small scale. She has literally proven that inclusive business models can be highly profitable and thriving. I mean, that's a tiny example on a small scale, but I think we're going to have to remind organizations that you don't have to be heartless to be profitable. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I can't wait to, to help and storytell this. Uh, again, regardless of what the outcome is that you're trying to drive with transformation. Yes, get efficient. Yes, get, you know, get lean and mean if you must. Um, but 
but you can still do it with and for people as your outcome. So I have another topic. Yes. Um, that you know I'm going through right now, but I would love to hear the community's views on it. And once again, I am happy. If someone wants to come on live, would love to hear it. This might spark a bunch of controversy, um, or maybe it doesn't. How much does where you go to college matter? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we could take it one step further. Does it matter if you go to college? Mm -hmm. Like, I, Jess, I know your girls are younger. Uh, I have an 18-year-old who's a senior in high school that is going to be making this decision. I was going to say, did he declare? Is that very, why? Very quickly. Okay. Um, but I, I'd love to... Oh, Christina, thank you for posting that, by the way. <laughs> yes, thank um, you. Bob just said very little. It matters very little, but, mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting. Um, and Jess, I don't know how much Kristen said, oh man, I don't think it matters about the college, but I have hiring leaders that refuse to talk to anyone that doesn't have the proper degree. Depends on who you're, oh, 60. Oh, I think I hit a, <laughs> I think I hit a nerve. It shouldn't First of all, before we lose it, before we lose it, Christina said she pitched her ideas about digital transformation to her CEO and he did not say no. Christina, keep it going. Keep it going. This is my, me high-fiving you. He did not say no. That's awesome. Uh, yes. Okay. So let's talk back back to college. I, I've hit a nerve here. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I've stated publicly that I think that the, um, you know, the, the post-secondary education system is a, on the verge of massive change. Um, actually, I think education as a whole is on the, and needs to be on the verge of massive change and is going to happen in our timeline. But I think more and more post-secondary for sure. Um, you know, you and I were at the University of Minnesota last week with Steve Lewis, which was great, um, you know, to go through that process. But I mean, if you read some of these comments, I wouldn't want to work for an org that focuses on specific schools, period. I want to just read some of these. And by the way, yeah. if anyone wants to join this rant live, let me know. Holly <laughs> said, uh, wow, it's the new mafia, <laughs> um, which I feel like. Uh, Holly, college education itself isn't the issue. The networking you leverage from that experience is, to is what matters. Totally agree, Holly. Kristen, I went to a small northern Minnesota school and I'm doing just fine in the world. I agree with that, Kristen. You are. Um, have gotten into big fights as of late. Kara, I care more about the experiences someone brings to a role rather than the colleges on their resume. Um, only matters if you're a badger. Holy cow. Um, I have found that experience in HR and certifications have done in the past 15 years is worth more than a specific degree. Uh, Lisa, thank you for saying that. It's a big nerve for me as I don't have a degree, but 30 years of experiences. And, mm -hmm. and just, I mean, as a recruiter, I got to hear you speak uh, at the University of Minnesota about your, you know, I've heard you say this many times, but elegantly about your career as a recruiter. Yeah. Like, and, and I, I mean, some of you, I don't know if you've been following this, some of the workday uh, lawsuit that's been going on about bias in talent acquisition and AI, which is not just a workday thing, by the way, it's in general, it's something we think about. But there are tools that are knocking out people that don't mm -hmm. go to certain schools. And there are still tools, many of them that are knocking people out that don't have degrees that may have more experience or more passion than anyone who does. So 
I like truly as a as a parent, I'm just going to take off everything else for a second. As a parent who's trying to give a kid guidance at the moment, I'm baffled. I agree with the networking thing. I agree with the social aspects of it. I agree with maybe 18 is too young to enter the workforce, or maybe it's not. Um, what, like, do you have any thoughts? Maybe you haven't thought about it that much, but <laughs> well, we've never talked about it. I have a couple of thoughts, <laughs> just a couple. The current issue with talent acquisition is that almost everything, the tools, the processes, the interview, pro like almost everything is designed to screen out rather than screen in. Uh, look, yeah. just let, let's just stop right yes. there. Yes, like, just period. <laughs> just like, let's just say that's an oh shit moment yeah. right there that everyone should tweet or whatever you do, tattoo, write on your window, whatever it is. Like, just say it again. Yeah, I, I mean, almost everything about talent acquisition, about recruiting, is designed to screen out, not to screen in. Almost everything, degrees included. The problem with that is that most organizations that have these elaborate attract and engage and nurture and hire and all of this, all of these processes designed to bring great talent in the organization, guess what else they have? a diversity recruiting initiative. Diversity recruitment is all about considering talent that is underrepresented. And underrepresented might mean from a category you've not usually considered or traditionally considered in that occupation, in that job role. That might include degree. That might include prior validated work experience. Like it's laughable, some of the job descriptions you see. And I, and I wonder how are... How are you saying you want to recruit diverse talent from other walks of life, from other lived experiences with perspective that's not traditional in that industry or that job? And then, <laughs> then they'll look at your recruitment process. Um, so you have to be willing to forego or consider alternate ways to get experience or alternate, you know, is this truly required? Or what else would would lend this skill set? Uh, what else might a person have done um, that would would give them, you know, the, these capabilities to bring to the table? Um, we're pretty closed-minded in having those conversations today. Yeah, there's. I want to make sure I call this out. Maureen just said any Phenom customers on here would love to connect on LinkedIn. So please make sure if any of you are Phenom customers, that's a that's a tool, by the way. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're all, you guys are all phenomenal, but Phenom customers, make sure you do that. Um, Leo just said, is talent acquisition really talent separation, which is an interesting conversation. Um, but just what changes that? What changes the fact? How do we change that? Uh, I mean, what is it going to take to change it? Well, uh, I think so. Unfortunately, I, when I, usually when I give this speech, if we can call it, when I talk about this, I get asked to do DEI stuff a lot. And I think, oh my gosh, you guys, your DEI strategy is not separate from your talent strategy. It is your talent strategy. Whatever your organizational strategy and your business strategy is, you have to think about how people support that, how you activate that strategy with your workforce. And then you have to think about, and then take a 
you know, let's talk about the, the funnel. Then you have to think about the skills and the capabilities that would help you drive that outcome, get that performance. Um, so fortunate. I don't know why this is always a DEI conversation about thinking more holistically about talent and more inclusively about skills and capabilities. But the good news is this is becoming a skills conversation and it should be. It, we, ha- we talk about this all the time, Jason, deconstruct jobs, reconstruct people. Think about the ways work get done. All the ways work can get done. Who and how, some parts of what we do today should be automated. What's left? What needs to be done by humans? And what skills or capabilities uh, can, can achieve that? Then you break it down and say, does that require a business degree? Probably not. But you have to like really sort of talk, start at the top and back it way down. And that's how you come up with the talent strategy. That's how you activate hidden pools of talent I promise you have in your organization. And then if you're following the Salesforce playbook, guess what you get? A more efficient workforce where people are more fully activated for what they bring to the table. So it checks a lot of boxes, but you really have to have a way different conversation about how an organization views talent and how talent views opportunities, not jobs, opportunities. So do you think that, so just going back to the college process, interestingly, you know, from a college standpoint, a lot of colleges aren't asking for test scores anymore, like ACT and SAT. And a lot of colleges aren't even asking you to send your official transcript from high school. Like they're letting you say, what have you done? Um, And there's a lot of colleges that aren't even asking for that stuff anymore. So that's really interesting, right? And they're actually making selections based on the human, not on how you did in high school. There's a lot of parallels there. Right, I agree. So the question is, do you think that that becomes, do you think that becomes what, job application process is where we stop asking mm-hmm. um where you went to school does yeah. i mean I hope. That- yeah and think about the pools of talent i mean we keep talking about talent shortage talent shortage activating hidden pools of talent is part of overcoming the talent shortage not just creating more human beings, <laughs> like that's not the only solution that exists to a talent shortage, activating hidden pools of talent or untapped skills, widening the funnel. That's a great solution. And that's exactly how you do it. So why do you think, I didn't mean this to be for you only, sorry. I, put you on <laughs> I love this. But for everyone, why do you think when you, I mean, I could go on to, I could go onto a site right now. You know, um, <laughs> you're picking a business out the window. <laughs> exactly. I, how did, yes, you can tell what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I can go onto a site right now and pull up a professional job from that site, pull up a job description, and almost guarantee you that it's going to ask me to set, it's going to tell me that a, a, a um, degree is required to do that job. Like, what changes that? Or does nothing ever change it? Well, the the companies that don't sort of break these old molds they're stuck in are are not going to thrive. They're going to be understaffed, which means they're going to underserve customers, 
which means <laughs> when you check the stock market every day, you're going to see their number dip. Uh, like it's, it's just not a sustainable way to do business. I mean, the, the talent market will probably force this conversation, maybe. Yeah, it's interesting. You know what? I just have to tell you that I did this and it didn't ask. It, it's not there. So maybe this is better. I actually went into a job for Regis. You know, you know the Regis right outside our office? Yeah. And the job I pulled up was a business development manager, franchise business development manager. And it basically, under key uh, experience, it doesn't say anything about school. Interesting. It would be really, really interesting if I applied to see if it knocked me out if I didn't go to college. Um, even though it didn't say it doesn't say it on the job description. So I wonder if we're already seeing that change. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think some people are starting to get the memo and business development. What a great example of a job that somebody can do and thrive and be incredibly successful and earn a fantastic income with absolute. That is total in my mind. That is a perfect example of something that a college degree may or may not support. It may just be null, you know. For, for something like that. Sure, there are some things where you require specialized expertise, but something like business development, I know a lot of successful salespeople uh, or, or pe successful people in business um, who, whether or not they have a degree, they probably didn't need one. I don't know if they would say it supported their career at all. The thing that I think educate, the higher okay, education- Everyone go, everyone click on polls. Everyone click on polls. Because Lori, I just had, because you asked the question, I just wanted to see, do you need to go to college to build an abundant life? What a great word, abundant. I love it. Yes, no, I don't know. Or who okay. knows is what I While people are voting, I'm going to tell just a super quick story. While you, everybody vote, I want to know what you say. Um, last weekend, I hosted an event for Diverse Daisies. And if you don't know, Diverse Daisies is, is, Diverse Daisies is a nonprofit I run here in Minnesota, uh, providing activities, enrichment, opportunities, experiences for girls age 11 to 15. And the goal is to teach, inspire, open their eyes to the world, prepare them for an abundant future, to use your word. Uh, and last weekend's event was on financial literacy, money talk for girls ages 11 to 15. Guess what? Nobody teaches kids that <laughs> like even when you get to college, did anybody teach you about budget, long term investing? What's a Roth IRA? Why do I get why charitable giving? How is money made? How do I pay my bills? Like I cannot believe how popular that event was and I can't believe how hungry those girls were for that conversation and how smart they were and how like their questions were incredible. They were questions a 30 year old would ask. I couldn't believe. So that's the kind of thing I, like when you talk about college preparing people to thrive in their life, we don't like we even in college, we don't have the kinds of conversations we should actually be having to help people thrive in their lives, like financial literacy. I love Maureen's comment. I've always said if we talk kids math using money, um, we'd have a uh, you know a country full of financially people. Uh, Sky wants to know if you can host one of those for thirty year olds. Uh, yes, I know, right? Which is great. Um, look at that poll. Um, 
90 percent, you know, said, no, you don't need to go to college. Another seven percent said, who knows, you know, um, and only two percent said yes. So, I mean, I think that shows you right there. Um, And I I did just put a a call out to Diverse Daisies there. So you see in the little Mm -hmm. green box there, you know, check out the Diverse Daisies uh, site. They do an amazing, I mean, they do an amazing job um, in in a very small way here in Minneapolis, but have huge impact on- I get a message every single week asking if I do it in in another city. I wish, oh my gosh, one day I'll franchise that business. (laughs) <laughs> that business, that non That business, yeah, yeah, exactly. I meant like that business. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, so um, I, I love this conversation about college degrees, and I, I just think it's one that we have to continue to watch, um, you know, going forward. My last topic that I that I wanted to make sure that we got to today. So we talked about International Women's Day. We talked about stock market and people's financial fears. We talked about college and things like that. Um, I want to, and this is such a big topic, so I'm, I'm scared to even bring it up. Where do you feel the U.S. compares to the rest of the world today in being a leader? <laughs> there is. I have six minutes. We have six minutes. Yeah. So when you think about skills, <laughs> Sherry Ann's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, Sherry's like, I'm out of here. You think about skills, you think about education, you think about healthcare, you think about it, and I don't want this to get political because I, as I've said many times, I think way too, there's way too much of a difference between some of us are red, some of us are blue, there's not enough purple. Um, so, uh, but I'm curious I'm really curious because my kids ask me um, and I, you know, do some teaching also, or kids ask me all the time, like you get to travel the world, Mr. Averbrook. What do you think? Um, seeing a lot of my former work colleagues on this. Oh, I uh, love it. That's Steve. good, Steve. Um, but we've lost our way. We're not doing well. It's really embarrassing. Uh, someone else said embarrassing. Someone else said, Oh Lordy. Um, it, it's really interesting. I mean, just, you know, your kids are dealing with stuff today that's mm-hmm. that we hate to see uh, younger kids deal with um the u.s is too caught up in politics u.s leads because it has money otherwise behind leia i mean great comment I mean, jess what do you think because i we i mean once again this is a bigger topic and we probably need to have some more experts on uh on this topic but for me it's really curious because i grew up in a family that made me very that uh reinforced the fact that it was, you know, not like carrying a flag and I don't have tattoos that say proud to be an American, but like America was the superpower in everything, medicine, mm-hmm. education, healthcare. And when I talk to people around the world, I don't see, I don't hear that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're saying it's embarrassing and self-focused and all the, because our bar is high and it should be. Let, let's remember we're not Iran. Like in, in terms Thank of you. in terms of human rights, like I know all the reasons you're saying what you're saying, but in terms of basic human rights, we're doing better than lots of parts of the world. <laughs> um, talk about International Women's Day. I would rather be a woman in this country than in any other country in the world. 
yes, we have our problems, but but if but we're setting a bar high because we can and should. And I think it comes down to what we value. Yes, we value power and politics and money and and capitalism and uh, you know. And so if you don't, it it just it depends on on how your values align with what you know our country is is focused on and who's leading the charge. Um, yeah, I agree. We have a lot of a lot of work to do from a from a leadership perspective, but I, I hate to say it could be worse, but honestly, it could be a lot worse. I love the comments. Um, and I, and thank you, Jess, for bringing that out because I completely agree with that. And sometimes I think we, uh, sometimes I think we forget about how lucky we are to have some of the things we have. We get, we tend to focus way too much on like, wow, what's changing to the negative yeah. instead of remembering some of those things. Like that post for International Women's Day, I said I'm aware that I speak from a place of privilege. I wake up and worry about the pay gap. That's a privileged conversation. I don't wake up and worry about being executed. But period. So, so I'm happy to have a privileged conversation and I'm happy that we get to have opinions about poor leadership and not have to worry about being, um, you know, harmed <laughs> for those opinions. So Jess, anything else? I, I took all the topics. I took all the topics, which were very, very, uh, some of them were pretty, uh, pretty heavy, but oh anything else? I don't, I don't even know where else to go. <laughs> okay, Happy so third anniversary to this community. How amazing. We're ready for the third anniversary party next. Yep. St. Patty's Day. The party. We're ready. Okay, awesome. Well, we're at the top of the hour. Thank you guys so much for joining. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, Everyone, love you guys. For our new folks that were on, so glad that you were here. Um, podcast will be available. We're only like, uh, based on the math, Jess, we're only like six weeks away from hitting a million listeners on the uh, podcast, which is amazing. Uh, so uh, we're going to have to have another party for that. Um, but anyway, hope you guys have a great weekend. Steve, next, next week's the anniversary. Not yet. Next week, we're going to be there and you're going to be there too. So um, hope you guys have a great weekend. Take care, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Love guys. you. Love you, too. Love you guys. Bye-bye.